live, live, live from the F-150 Studios, we're back! Wow, it took three months. It only took three months. That's hey, all right. we had a little bit of life bump into us. Life, and, life. Uh, uh, we expected to actually do some stuff over the past three months. We had like plans and dreams and all were, sorts of stuff. There were many things, Damien. That did not occur. We life were not to, able to make it happen. Life did not find a way. Well, Ian Malcolm was wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's uh, you know, making plans is funny, says life. Yes. Because things can happen. and th- You know, travel happens and illnesses happen yes. and surgeries happen. Yes. And things just happen. And boy, oh boy, we know you missed us. We missed you. But we miss the movies. But we are back, my friends. And uh, there have been a lot of movies that have come out in the past three months. And let me assure you, if we had seen them, we would have reviewed them. <laughs> yeah. We have not been viewing been things and not yeah. reviewing them. There's been too much stuff happening. We haven't been able to get out. But we are here in beautiful Eastridge, Tennessee at the AMC 18 Eastridge or AMC Chattanooga, whatever they want to call themselves. And Ben, what did we just see? We saw Godzilla minus one. Godzilla minus one, which uh, hilariously came out around the same time as the new King Kong and Godzilla movie that I had no interest in seeing. Mm-mm. No. Additionally, on Apple TV, I've been watching Monarch: Legacy of Monsters. How is that? It's actually pretty good. Okay, I'm good. having fun. Okay. Um, having Kurt Russell's son play young Kurt Russell. Yeah. Is fascinating not just good casting but you know yeah uh, uh pretty much looks. the same energy and everything it's pretty good okay. um so monster movies monster movies this is a little this is the original uh company is it toyo toho productions toho. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah sorry um toho productions you know we had the big shiny uh spinning thing uh right in the right up front so you knew it was toho as long as you read japanese and this was a japanese language very English much so. subtitled movie and um, I unfortunately usually try to come into this stuff blind, but I do have a little bit of info. Um, this movie was made for a shockingly low amount of money. Ooh, tell me why. It was just simply, this is Toho. This is this is not a Hollywood budget. This is a homegrown Japanese passion project. Government subsidies kind of thing? A little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but most of the special effects, most of the, uh, the set building, most of the costuming was all done by just people who are very passionate about Godzilla from the Japanese film industry. That's so great. Like crowdsourcing. Yeah, very much yeah. so. And you compare it to the CGI fest of the American counterpart, and which I have no interest in. And this very much is a return to form of the looks like a dude in a suit <laughs> with um, with some uh, with, with CG... Yeah, uh, upscaling, if you will, a little bit, or a little, little cleanup, a little less rubbery looking. Yeah, wiggle wiggle, Unless slow motion. Unless he's walking through the city. Well, yeah, it's a little rigid. But there, still. there are some callbacks to the OG yes. Godzilla of nineteen what was it fifties, seven, and then like their Amon Burr version, yeah. and then the nineteen eighty five version, and yeah. then we'll talk about the other ones later versions. Yes. But yes, this is a Godzilla monster movie. There is are it? Godzilla things that you yes. will know and love, like smashing through cities, waving yes. his big tail around. Of course, um, the big heat ray out of his mouth is yep. there, and the eating, sounding eating of his trains voice. like. A Swiss cake rolls. Yeah, <laughs> Swiss cake rolls. I'm Star sorry. crunches. I need to be more. Yeah. I need to be more culturally appropriate. Those are uh, those would be sushi rolls. Would be what those are. Okay. Because uh, yeah. those are in oh, Japan. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. Uh, the other thing to remember is that the original Godzilla from the 50s was an anti-war movie. It was very much a uh, the nuclear bomb is terrifying. Right. How do we come to grips with this? Uh, war was a bad idea, and this movie. A hundred percent picked up that ball and carried it, um, which I think is rather interesting because it's coming at a time when I don't know how political you want me to get with this, but it's coming at a time when Japan is actually changing its constitution to allow for them to have an armed forces again and for them to get more involved on the world stage in a way that they haven't since World War II. And it's very interesting to hear the perspective of. World War II from the Japanese perspective and not the, um, you know, honor and, you know, it, 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 it's very much the human toll of war is very much depicted in this. This is a drama. Yes. Drama with some action in it. It will not make you as horrifically depressed as Grave of the Fireflies by Studio Ghibli. Gosh. Also known as, oh my God, I want to kill myself. Or Sansui Jima. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, so it is still... It is, I want to say it's a more consumable way of telling that particular story. And it centers around a, let's say, this is really a spoiler, a, uh, let's say an aborted 
um, kamikaze pilot. Yes. And we follow him struggling with the fact that he didn't follow through with very bad orders, but um, there are things that occurred through the course of his life that makes him feel that because he did not kill himself, things are happening, such as giant dinosaur monster. Now... It's survivor's guilt. Yes, what it is. Thank it, you. This is the tail end of the war, folks. Um, and basically, he just like, why die with honor? Yes. When I could just live, and no one really didn't care. By this point, who cares? Yes. And then the war ends, and then there's the aftermath of the war. Because what, when a war ends, like, okay, all back to normal life now. Like, right. there, there's a huge rebuilding period of like poverty and families that come together that weren't families before, and. You're trying to rebuild society, and that's what this guy's doing. Shimakizi, Shimashishi, what's his last name? Shimagawa. Shimashishi, that guy. Uh, Didn't know any of the actors in this movie. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and I'm sure that they were all, I'm sure that they're all very popular in Japan, and um, I know that periodically Japan will put out a movie, or Korea will put out a movie, and we will start seeing some of these people in American movies. (laughs) I hope so. There's some really good acting in this movie. Oh, very very much so. And, uh, you know, across the board, it was very clear that everyone took this seriously. And um, so... You know, like you said, survivor skill, also dealing with PTSD, yeah. also dealing with, you know, like you said, new family dynamics and found family and, you know, still struggling with duty and purpose. You know, they you, know, you, get, you come back from war from like that and you come back from the losing side. There's a there's a very much like, what am I even supposed to do with right. my life? What's now? my purpose now? And that's everyone from the military down to the to the poorest poverty stricken civilian, and just sort of seeing that it it's it's fascinating. Another Ghibli movie was when uh, the wind rises. I thought about that as well, and um, I was I was walking into this expecting a Godzilla movie, and instead I got a good movie that had Godzilla in it. Yeah, and then that's the kind of thing I walked away with too, because in a Godzilla movie, you normally you're going like, okay, there's drama scenes. When's the next scene with Godzilla in it? Yeah. When am I going to see the smashy, smashy, smashing through the cities, uh, loud roar that came for the popcorn movie element, yes. right? Well, there's a dramatic element in this to it that really forces the viewer says, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna make you wait. Yes. Uh, there's gonna be Godzilla in this movie, of course, but there's gonna be a lot of dramatic scenes develop characters that aren't one-dimensional characters that have a few lines here and a few little quippy lines here. There's no real major enemy except the one united enemy, which yeah. is Godzilla, right? right? There's no, like, yeah. generals talk to civilian people as if they're just, you know, it's, there's, there's even playing fields. That's what the war did. They kind of just broke everybody down, and society had to be rebuilt. Well, guess what? Now we have a common enemy. This is a way to drive ourselves towards that and rebuild together and find some unity. And unlike other Godzilla movies where they have shoehorned in some sort of benevolent philosophy for Godzilla, that is not the case in this No, movie. not that at is all. not the case in Godzilla the Godzilla real movie. bad. <laughs> yeah, he's... He is, he, and it's not that he's bad or evil. He's like a hurricane or a tsunami. He is a force of nature that just is. He just is. He's a shark that just does a shark thing, just goes and does shark, shark, sharky, shark. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a monster. It's hilarious that you say shark, shark, sharky, shark, because the movie that if I were to compare it to the closest is Jaws. Uh, the first scene when they're out in the boat together, and the fact that there's these four unique characters bickering with each other, and they're fighting an element, and of course there's Jaws elements too with the camera blocking, Oh yeah. Um, and the suspense, and the fact that they didn't use a lot of music, except yeah. when it was appropriate, uh, helped me build that tension with the film. I was with these people, I cared about these people. Yes. They weren't just one-dimensional, okay, we need a person here, we need a person there, we need a captain, uh, they're going to be dead in 10 minutes anyway, don't bother. Now, no, we're with them. Attention American directors, attention American directors. <laughs> Yeah. Please stand by for an important message from Damien and Ben. It is okay to have an action series happen during the daytime. Attention, <laughs> American directors. It is okay to have your monster that doesn't look perfect walking through a city, knocking down buildings, yeah. and not hiding it behind bad lighting. Because you know what? We went into it already suspending our sense of disbelief. And oops, you told a good story. So you don't have to make the parts that are cool hard to watch instead let's have some really awesome let's slow things down you want to talk about music let's talk about the absence of music thank you the first scene which yeah. by the way i was a little hesitant oh, okay action scene at night here we go this is gonna be the movie that was the only one i right. remember that was the action scene at night and yet somehow also well lit but go ahead yeah, yes <laughs> yes uh but tension like let let 
it's more believable when there's no music. If you're yeah. gonna give you music, the John Williams thing, Indiana Jones, great Star Wars. That's that's kind of that genre. Right. This is a very serious action dramatic movie that doesn't need it. It's dramatic enough because the uh, the actors are good enough to yes. give me that emotion without music having to tell me what the emotion should be. Yeah, their faces do that. I think it's called uh, what's it called? Apting. Orpting. Orp. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But Muppetry. Oh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's animation. Um, no, it's that intention, right? Because yeah. it's in the thoughts on the director. The director chose to have absence there, no yes. music, silence, even in some scenes. Let us go. Oh, I'm not distracted by anything else, but what the actors are showing me, or with the pacing, or the, what I'm supposed to see visually. You don't need music for everything, folks. Right. You just don't. And Marvel got that wrong many, 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 many times. Yeah, they just keep getting wrong. Anyways. The other beautiful part about this is that this, like I said, Japanese language film, I speak zero da- Japanese. Yeah. Well, and a couple words I was able to pick out here and there, but zero <laughs> Japanese. This is not a movie that reading it was a problem because, first off, whoever did the subtitles kept them short and sweet, and I appreciate that. Yeah. There was never any time where I was reading ahead of where the, act, where, yeah. the, where the screen was. Secondly, the acting was so good that even as I'm reading it and they're saying it in real time, they're saying it in the emotional inflection which I should be reading it. I know that sounds weird, but there's something to be said about the skill that goes into that particular craft. Because you know, you think about you think about the Oscars, and you and I kind of uh, kind of do our best with trying to figure out what the difference between sound editing and the other sound sound mixing sound mixing sound mixing. We try yeah. to go through all the technical stuff. And you know the poor subtitles people and the end credits people—they're all—they're on the day before <laughs> at Arby's or whatever that day before one yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, so I just yeah, where Mario Lopez is giving out the awards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really want to tip my hat to this is one of the crafty folks that it's ama- that their dedication to getting it right. There was a few words that were mistranslated because there was no way what they said was what was meant on the screen since there was not a fighter jet in this movie. Uh, they said fighter jet four times, but I'm fine with them getting the translation wrong as long as they got literally everything else right. <laughs> and I really want to, the reason why I brought up the fact that this was a passion project was that it's very obvious that first off, all the 1940s era period clothing. Yeah. And haircuts and haircuts. Yeah. And the clothing wasn't all perfect. It was all post-war. This is as good as, this is clean as you can get when you don't own a place to wash clothes. And the uniforms, the our our, uh, our uh, mechanic guys, mm-hmm. uh, just grease covered because they're out on an island. They're not going to a laundromat when there's just five dudes in a in a pockmarked landscape. You know, all of the little pieces that made it so that I could fall into this world, and possibly as a dumb American be pulled out of it by the fact that I don't speak the language, didn't matter didn't impact me at all. I was able to fall fully into it. I was able to be totally there and not even really process that I was in a foreign language film. This is if 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 they can get whoever if they can have this sort of commitment on other foreign language films and I think they can and they should. It's just that when Hollywood distributes them, they get lazy. Mm-hmm. And having Toho distribute to America themselves that was able to keep the american eh, americans are dumb we need to have the whole yeah we gotta we gotta we gotta make this worse for americans to enjoy it no this is this was top notch give me more give me more japanese film give me more korean film give me more indian film at this level at parasites level then Parasite was a comparison I was thinking of. Yeah. There's America is very uh, 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 what's the word uh, capitalist. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So so yeah. they follow a formula because you, you story second, money first. Yes. Uh, we want to make sure there's an action scene every eight and a half minutes and a joke every four and a half minutes. Otherwise, the audience that we've conditioned to be like this will be yeah. bored and not pay their good money to make the movie. This movie doesn't follow that, which I enjoy because it was less predictable. Yes. I knew there were going to be character arcs of course there were and they're going to be Godzilla scenes but pacing like I, I couldn't like guess what like the thing at the end that they the devised twist. the yeah. twist at the end I was like I didn't see that coming that's yeah. a, that's it that's a new way to look at that yes that and by pacing it like because your brain your subconscious brain mm-hmm. your unconscious brain whichever one you want to say uh, 
whether you know it or not, is kind of predicting things. Yeah. So it's less exciting. Like Marvel movies are exciting, but they're not like interestingly exciting for yeah, the most part. They're not engaging anymore. They're not really engaging. They just kind of occupy space in your brain. They're colorful. They're witty. They're fun. And I enjoy them for what they are. And while this I'm, movie's not trying to do that, I'm more than happy to bash Marvel, Marvel and DC and and American movies, even the quote unquote good American movies these days. Kind of the same problems. That's one of the reasons why we enjoyed. We, we enjoyed Dune is that it yeah. was it was incredibly it was well crafted and you look at you know I'm looking at this Brian K. Vaughn movie that's coming up um, uh, Argyle Argyle yeah, yeah. alright so I know that's going to be an action funny haha movie yeah very much so but it's like there's there's the lazy like trust me folks I know that we've reviewed the last two Aquaman movies <laughs> Ben can go purchase a gun and try to force me into that theater, and I will suck onto that gun like a lollipop, and rather than see that freaking movie, Aquaman two, I, Aquaman three, three. My oh, it's three, it's yes. That, see, I even forgot about two at this point. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> forget it. And so you know, it's there's a lot of just like a deficiency in good theater movies lately, and a lot of the good stuff's been on streaming. Yes, that and I mean, there's a. It takes a lot for us to say I'm excited about this movie. Yeah, I saw a trailer for. It. I had some friends in, in in California like go see this thing on the screen as soon as you can before it leaves because it's going to leave in the next week or so. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I saw we saw trailers for for what like you said the Argyle movie. Yeah. Um. We saw a trailer for. I saw a poster in there for a remake of Mean Girls. Yeah. Or something. I don't know if that's a remake or a musical version. Uh, like I saw the trailer for this and I was like, oh, this is this is going to be good. Yeah. I, just from the blocking alone and the way they were animating Godzilla, and the daytime action scenes. Yes, I mean that absolutely. that you got me right there, yep. folks. Uh, uh, this, this checks all of the check boxes of the Ben Hunt. That does not music that tells you how to feel. Yeah. not present. Action scenes in the daytime, multiple of them. Even the one that's at night, well lit. Like uh, for example, we when we saw nineteen seventeen, yeah. and they had nighttime shoot, but they used the artillery and the flares and stuff to light the scene. That was this. Less I, is more, folks. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or you know, it's okay to be realistic. And you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying shoot something in the daytime and then put like stack ND filters on it until it's blue. <laughs> but what did know. this? What did this Godzilla movie do well or do right compared to other Godzilla movies? And we'll of course forsake the 1998 Roland Emmerich one, which isn't uh, what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so first off, this movie gives us stakes. That's the number one thing this thing does is it gives us stakes. It makes, you know, the 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 one with um, uh, Brian Cranston. Well, the 2014s with Aaron Taylor Johnson, yes. Brian Cranston. They tried real hard to make me care about those people, and I remember us having this conversation about, oh man, they. I could tell that he really he sat down and goes, how do I make these people? How do I make you care about these people? And then he failed. You know, it was real bad. And whereas this, you don't need a whole bunch of people. You just need a handful of people that you can that can connect with you in a big way, and the stakes are there. You know, the the Godzilla is an actual threat. There's not going to be another monster that's going to pop up, and Godzilla's not here to save us. And you know, uh, we're not going to get like a un unbroken animated scene of sky lasers and sky lasers. extra bugs, and you know. Instead, we're gonna have we're gonna have deep sea fish that even as you're looking on the screen, your brain starts going, uh, "What the fuck? What are those? What what the heck?" Yeah, and instead, you get to see the spikes. You get to see the water being pushed. It's teasing you. Yeah, you, yeah. you get to be you get to be pulled along. So the monster part is perfectly crafted because it's not. Oh well, we've got a CG budget. That's where we're gonna put all the money. And then, like I said, this is a story movie. This is a character-driven movie about characters that I care about. You know, the little girl, you know, she barely could read her lines. That made her more believable yeah. as a little girl. Yeah, yeah, you know? she cried a lot. Yeah, this movie doesn't just waste time with empty scenes where there's, I mean, because Godzilla is the, the king of all peril there. But guess what? When Godzilla's not on the screen, you have malnutrition, yeah. starvation, uh, homelessness, yes. you know, real risk happening around the country because they're reeling from the effects of World War II and the atomic bombs, you know, like they're kind of like, oh, that's the PTSD because yeah. it's radioactivity. 
all over the waters and land, and it's just like, uh, great, kick us while we're down. Thanks very much, Godzilla. Well, and the other fun part, oh my gosh, so the the scene, not a big spoiler, the scene where he's in the town and he does the breath weapon. The and, breath weapon, the heat ray. And the heat ray uh, creates an explosion in the distance, and the actual damage that happens to our characters is the shock wave mm-hmm. and then the implosion that followed it. That is scientifically accurate. The majority of the damage from a nuclear bomb is not the fire, it's the pressure. And that was the... And instead of making it hard to see, they went, oh, let's back the camera up a little bit. Let's slow things down. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, give me some scale. Let me understand this. So there's a foreground and a background and a way out there ground. You can see the flash coming towards you, the impact, the pressure, and let it just go... Like to take your breath away with this pressure, this silence, and then it hits you. Oppenheimer did something similar, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. with sound, sound mixing, sound editing. Um, <laughs> but it it gives you time to appreciate what's about to come to you. So it's right. not just a bunch of quick cut, close up, cheat in the dark, CGI, Godzilla, chompy, chompy stuff. It gives you appreciation of the scale of this monster and the fact that it's grown since we first saw it in the first scene. Yeah. I like that, you know. And uh, will there be more Godzilla movies? I'm sure there are. Toho loves Godzilla, right? We've seen Godzilla for 70 years. Literally 70. Happy. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Yes, the first one was in 1953. There you go. Black and white. Yeah, because um, I forgot. The, the, second, the second credit after the Toho animation was Godzilla 73. I, <laughs> I have enjoyed Godzilla since a kid. There's been good. I didn't see Shin Godzilla, did you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Okay. But, I, need, I need to watch it. But this is something different. Okay. And that's the crazy part is... What do you get out of that one versus this one? Because that one's on the trailer for it. I'm like, that looks more cartoony I'll, I'll action. I'll tell you what. I will tell you what. What you get... This is... I'm going to give you an, I'm going to give you an analogy in order to better define it. Godzilla minus one is the Dark Knight... As Shin Godzilla is to Batman. The original? Tim Burton? Yes. Okay. Where, okay, so it's like Shin is, all right, here's some Americanized, you know, this one's a little bit more consumable and, and designed for more mass audience. Yeah. Whereas this one is more like the, the Dark Knight of, oh, it's a movie that happens to have Batman in it. Yeah. Yes, it's a crime movie that happens to have Batman yes. in it doing some detective work. Which is, we keep talking about Marvel movies, and I want to step back and say, my favorite Marvel movies are the ones that are not superhero movies. The Gardens of the Galaxy. They are genre movies. Yeah. Like, if you look at the first few phases, you know, Civil War was a spy movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Thor was, like... <laughs> Well, Thor, was a bad Thor. Thor was a comedy, um, but like you look at you look at all the Spider-Man: Far From Home, teenager coming of age story. You know, gra- granted, you know all the Spider-Man ones are that, but uh, Iron been, Man. There's been so many of them now. Well, Iron Man's a good example of that. Was a sci-fi thriller. That was like a techno tr- thriller. It's a techno thriller, and that happens to have Iron Man in it. And all of the best Marvel movies were genre movies. With superheroes and Godzilla minus one was a genre movie of a war movie, effectively. Yeah, yeah. With Godzilla in it, 80 to eighty five percent of this movie doesn't have Godzilla in it, exactly. at least. And that's that makes it better, and that makes you care about the characters because, yes. like I said, it's not just waiting for the next Godzilla scene. Like I don't know, those, remember those Mortal Kombat movies that came out in the nineteen yes. nineties? Oh yeah. I rented one once and I just fast forwarded to the next fight scene. <laughs> I didn't care about any of the characters at all. They tried to put like little, little, little formulaic, like I want to care about you, or a love yeah. story thing. Like I don't, I don't, I don't believe you. Yeah. I, nor do I care. Right? There's no, nothing forced in this movie. It's all natural uh, emoting of okay, we have to figure out how not to starve here. Yes. Uh, I guess you can be a mother to this kid who's not yours. Um, and it's just these characters that you can kind of relate to. Yeah. Uh, I've never been through a war like that, but I didn't need to. I guess the director cast the right people, gave them the right script, and just let me care about them. And guess what? That's all I need. Mm-hmm. For two hours? Yeah. I- I'm that fine with that. That did not feel like a two-hour movie. Like, to the point where when I had to use the restroom, it was yeah. like, why do I need to use the restroom? It's like, oh, it's been that long? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Didn't realize that. That's cool. 
You, um, if you want action, you're going to get it in this movie because yes. there's a few scenes that have Godzilla action and it are just breathtakingly yes. good. Uh, the sea one, the first one, when he's they're first chasing the boat, I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. This is really well done here because there's no music and it's just like this monster, you know, this tiny little boat. Yes. Tiny little boat. And why they're out there, we won't talk about with the, yeah, you know. Of course, the uh, captain yeah. goes, uh, I'm not the captain. The first mate goes, oh, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. But wait, no, wrong movie. Wrong movie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a big guy, little guy, seen at sea, and it's just it's intimidating and well-paced. And like you said, the peril is real. And things happen when you attack Godzilla that I have not seen before. Yes. Which was interesting. And the it way helped to explain. It honestly. helped to explain a lot, yes. Uh, it's, and they talk about that. Like, we don't know what organic material this thing is made of. Um, so who's got an idea? Right. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, and that's interesting because you're kind of along with, you're rooting for them, which is, which is fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all subtitles, folks, except for one yeah. little propaganda scene. Yeah. Talk about General MacArthur and like, oh, there's some Well, they English had to explain here. why, first off, the U.S. had a bit of a presence in Japan post-war. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, they had to explain why the U.S. wasn't getting involved. And... The they and honestly, one of the things that really impressed me was they were even the people that were fighting Godzilla were more concerned about a U.S. Soviet nuclear. Isn't that amazing? That made yeah. Like Godzilla is destroying Tokyo. This is the second worst thing that could happen. (laughs) It's it's we have to do this under the radar, folks, because uh, you know uh, political political wartime politics, which you know honestly. That's probably how people would have been. Because it, it's the age of misinformation too yeah. back then, right? Oh, it's not the true. same time of inter- we don't. It's 1940s, right? Yes. You don't have communication levels like you do now. So it's like, well, I guess this is our best plan. This is what we can see in front of us. This is our capability. Let's just band together, and you know, because otherwise, there's no future. Um, and this is this is not a Japanese propaganda film. No, either. no, it could it could be read that way. I would I well, could say. Uh, yeah, I don't even think it could be because we kept having we kept having characters introduced very right at the top guy goes up to uh, our main character and says oh you're a kamikaze pilot no i'm glad you didn't because yeah. that's it why throw your life away for no reason and then we have our fun guy who's kind of played off like a like a conspiracy theorist of oh man japan's all about information security mm-hmm. and it's such a problem and then he keeps getting proven right yeah and so <laughs> you know it's uh it's fascinating that this movie you know there, there is a bit of not nationalism, but like national pride yeah. that, that could be seen in other Toho films as they went on because they were trying to rebuild their nation's pride. Well, they needed a win, right? After all, a little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. But I mean, they woke. <laughs> I kept thinking back to the Tora 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 line of "I fear we've woken a sleeping giant." Yes. Well, this is part two of that, right? Uh, because they yes. <laughs> literally woke a sleeping giant yeah. from the. Now, of the earth. they're more than happy to say that it got more giant because of American nuclear testing, because this is still an anti-nuclear weapon film. Very much so. You have those scenes. Uh, and even going into, when I was in the Navy in, in submarines, and I pulled into Yokosuka, which they mention in this movie, uh, Yokosuka, um, they have behind you, because we're a nuclear vessel coming into their port, a nuclear monitoring boat. Uh, that literally drops buoys into the water and takes samples out and tests it. Even when you're in the port, they're still doing it next to you, saying we're watching you, yeah. and they're they're measuring how much radiation we're giving off. It's not measurable. They yes, just of it's not. mostly appearances, right? Yes. They talk about that too. It's about appearances. We're not going to talk about that because it's all about optics. Yes. So there's a little bit of political. I mean, that's the thing. Is this movie the smartest Godzilla movie By ever far. made? By yeah. far, I would agree. And um, I would say that it's. It also follows in the line of the of the first 1953 Godzilla movie. Of it, very much has a very clear message. It is trying to have. I worry that there is a certain population of the U.S. that would consider this woke, perhaps, really? because any yeah, because anything that uh, could imply that uh, the you know. The, that America it did anything wrong ever and is woke or that, you know, oh, all of this stuff is, oh, you got to, you got to somehow woke means you have to both trust everything the government says and nothing that the government says. <laughs> it's an interesting term. It's kind of evolving. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's very poorly defined, but I, I do, I do see some people that are looking to pick a fight would have, would find stuff in this movie because this movie doesn't, uh, the quote is, 
shut up and play basketball. It doesn't ah, shut up and do a movie. Gotcha, gotcha. Instead, it's like, oh, look, do you remember when art meant something? See, I don't think this is uh, this is not a preachy movie. I think it speaks it's, to what you said earlier yeah. about this movie being uh, transcendental across oceans. Yes. We care about this movie because it, fundamentally, these are people we can relate to who yes. are seeking family, who are seeking solace and redemption and overcoming demons. Right. Like, you don't need to have a preachy thing to get, to get across the audiences. That's... Human nature will yeah. understand that. I think there's fundamental things, and the director understood that as part of the script, that would transcend continents. Yes. And I think that's the reason we're connecting with this, because it wasn't just a smashy, smashy Godzilla movie that felt preachy or propagandish. Yes. It's just, it's just a good movie. Yes. But it also had a message. Like, yeah, you got to admit, it, it wasn't without message. No, every movie has to have some, well, every good well, movie should have some yeah, message. Yeah, there you go. But it wasn't overt. It wasn't right. overt, exactly. my point. And good art isn't. It isn't yeah. bashing over the head with it. This is actually art. This is actually a film. This isn't really a movie. This is a film. And and not in the pretentious, I went to can kind of way, which, you know, honestly, it probably <laughs> should have. But uh, this is instead, this is an art that has a message that tells a story that is about connecting people. And what an incredible success. But, Ben, I have a question for you. Uh, what time of year is it? Ho, ho, ho. We're two days from Christmas, we folks. We are two days from Christmas. We are nine days from the new year. Yeah. And uh, we are, uh, let's see here, seven days from my birthday. So, That's right. Yes. So, therefore, money is tight. Um, I have recently purchased a new vehicle for my wife. And well, I didn't help you have uh, purchased some uh, new bones for your wife. That's true. Yeah, and surgery, surgery. So, because of that, money can be tight. I've also there's also some you know there's some inflation and whatnot. But what listen, I think what we should do as a duo. I know this is new, folks. We should offer these folks <laughs> some financial advice because money is tight. Going to the movies today, I bought one drink and one thing of Twizzlers for fourteen dollars. <laughs> Yeah, that's more than a dozen eggs now, folks. It is crazy. It's almost a whole gallon of gas. And the the beauty of it is that if you go to a movie that's worth it, that means that that's a good investment. Because one of the things I'll say is that buying stuff, most assets are depreciating. My wife's car, depreciating asset. Your wife's bones, depreciating asset. But experiences are something you'll carry with you for a lifetime. So, Ben, I encourage you to start traveling. You know, see the world. There's pretty cool stuff start out there. Start traveling. Yeah. I like yeah, the way yeah, yeah, you said yeah. that. Yeah, get out and see stuff that you've never seen before. Explore the world. <laughs> those experiences are worth their weight in gold, which is also something you can invest in. So, on this economic advice, financial advice podcast, yeah. um, I'm going to propose to you a four-point rating scale to help people... Mm, apply this scale to other decisions in their lives to determine what, whether or not they should actually uh, invest in that experience to see if it's worthwhile. Because you can spend a lot of money. Let's say uh, you wanted to go to uh, Australia. Yeah. That yeah. would be a lot of money. A lot of miles. You've a done that. A lot of miles. I've done it. Who paid for that back in the day? <sighs> Me and my lawnmower. <laughs> that was 19 what? 97. 97, folks. And that's $2,000 in 1997. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's like $25,000 today, just me pushing lawnmowers. So probably, actually, now that I think about it, my parents. And you were six foot five back then? <sighs> six foot five, six foot six. In a um, coach seat. Coach seat, middle seat. Oh! <laughs> 747 <laughs> from LAX to Sydney direct. 15 hours, baby. 17 hours. 17 hours. Oh, yeah, slower plane. Um, the uh, it's way back then. The engines have gotten better. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. on the way back, we stopped through Honolulu, so we had a little break in the middle. Ah, good. Yes. Oh wait, what? I went straight from Honolulu to Atlanta, so it still had <laughs> forever. Okay, <laughs> yes, fair enough. Did. Um. So, anyways, uh, you can spend a ton of money, and you can get an amazing experience. Or you could take that same amount of money and go to Atlantic City, New Jersey, for. For, a, for the experience for of the ex giving that money away to casinos and some... It's you know, not unusual. Some, uh, you know, your New York adjacent food, um, you mm -hmm. know, I guess you can get a pizza. But I'm going to say that if you invest that... So, therefore, that same investment of money in Australia, I think, I personally think, based off of my experience, you are going to get 
every penny worth of that that amount of money you've invested in it. Whereas if you go to Newark, I've only been to the airport, but the airport sucks. I'm going to assume that's the same as Atlantic Oh, Newark? City. Yeah. Newark sucks real bad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It sucks. I've been to Newark. Yeah. Not just yeah. the airport. And it's still expensive. It's, it's, so yes. this is what this movie is. This is what this podcast is about is that, you know, you can compare the same level of investments to other things and apply that mindset to this four-point scale. And the four-point scale that we use may be movie-centric, hence the title of the podcast, but you can apply this to anything in your life because life is shades of gray. Okay. Poetic. At the top, the number four, the four point, the fourth point, the fourth quarter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is a see this movie twice. Yes. Because movies are expensive, and you need to see it in a theater. And even though you saw it in a theater, you need to see it in a theater again. It was that moving, folks. Because it was that moving, or you you know, you may have missed something. You need to, you need to, re-abs- you need to re-abs- you have some time between the first and second showings to absorb what you saw. And it's going to leave a mark on you probably for the rest of your life. This is going to be a movie that you will remember when someone says, Hey, Ben, uh, what were your top movies of the year? Right. Yeah. This movie, a number four movie, is going to be on that list. Yes. Not the creator, probably. Not the creator. Three is season the theater. You know. Yeah, see Still it, you a know. big investment. It's still know. hit a matinee, maybe. You should do it. But, you know, don't take out a loan. Don't blow the bank on this. This is something that's going to be worthwhile. you enjoy it. The time you spend on it, you're going to get a one-to-one payout of the amount you put into it. You're going to get that enjoyment out of it. Be that captive audience. See it on the big screen. Yes. Two is stream it. You have sunk costs. You are already subscribed right. to probably too many streaming, streaming services if you're a cord cutter like me. Or maybe you still have cable for some reason, and it'll come on that. But stream it is a two. So this is still, you know, we're, we're saying don't go out of your way to invest more of your life into this. But since you've already invested in it, take advantage of it. That does not mean that this is a, it's a bad movie. It just means that it's not going to leave that kind of impact or be worth that level. You're saying a lot of things that remind me of Godzilla. You're saying sunk cost, that level, you know, big, all these things. Anyway, these are adjectives. Yeah. It's sunk cost. I like that phrase. Yeah. Because you've already invested, even if you're like on a plane, you've mm-hmm. already bought the plane ticket, the yep. entertainment's in front of you, that's also a two. Perfect example. So not bad. So, you know, life is, like I said, shades of gray. And then you get to a one, well, that's, that's just the void. It's not black. Black, when you're painting, is sort of the combination of all colors to make it darker. No, this is a void. This is an absence of light. This is an emptiness in your life that having experienced it, you are lesser. Um, you might prefer getting COVID. You might prefer a car wreck. Um, it's the equivalent know. of a Christmas morning opening a Christmas gift, and it's a DVD, a DVD of Grown Ups 2. Yes. Yes. Or, That's how bad it is. No, actually, it is not even a DVD because you might have something you play on it. It is a laser disc. <laughs> They still make so laser you, discs. So you have someone has <laughs> someone has made a bespoke grown ups two laser disc. <laughs> oh my gosh. No one can play it. So now you just have to have this because <laughs> your mother gave it to you. And if you throw it away you'll feel guilt and then you're spending money on therapy and you know, uh, uh, uh like effects or you're tr- you need some sort of like chemical and it's it just a one makes your life worse having seen it. So it's a real gradual gradual step from two to one, as you can see. It's a, oh my it's, a, it's, a, it's a linear curve, if you will. No, actually, it's quite exponential. Four, see it twice. Three, see it once. Two, stream it, airplane, TV. One, run away screaming. Run away. Run away. Run away. So, Ben, what are you going to give... Godzilla minus one. You're not going to give it a minus <laughs> one, are you? Say minus one. We we didn't talk about why it's called that. We won't, folks. Yeah, it's, it's a, a big thing in the movie. Yeah, it's a prequel. <laughs> exactly. Yes, there are things. There are things. Toho will live forever. This is their their marquee. Uh, what's the equivalent of like you know Godzilla for like Germany? Uh, what is it for Korea? What is it for Australia? Like, what is it? Crocodile I don't, Dundee I don't know. Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee, of course. Yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> do want to see a Crocodile Dundee minus one. That would be great. <laughs> Who would play him? A young Liam Hemsworth? I, uh, no, it's got to be someone even younger than that. So we'll we'll need some fresh-faced Australian person we don't know yet. We don't know yet, yeah. Because that was the best part about it. We didn't know these we actors. We know Paul Hogan. Yeah, exactly. Now, folks, this is a fun movie. This is a... It's a now, 
When I say fun, I mean there are fun moments that pay off because you've waited for the fun. Yes. When you're not having that fun, like I'm in the popcorn bucket going, yeah, this is great, love it, like just jumping yep. down the popcorn with the Red Hots and, and soda. and it's a, It feels like a popcorn movie in about 20% of the film. Yes. The rest of it is a drama that you will actually care about. Yep. Which is great because usually it's like I would be fast-forwarding this normally. This is boring. Get to the Godzilla. Get to the monster smashy, smashy stuff. I want that, which is kind of what Rampage was. Yes. A little bit. There were some funny things in Rampage, but mostly smashy, smashy, what yes. I was there for, right? Uh, 2014's Godzilla. Boy, I, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. You're right. I do. Uh, he had but about he's no t- Matthew Broderick. He, yeah. And he had about two facial expressions for that entire film. Yes. Kind of bad direction there. Uh, good direction action-wise. Brian Cranston just does Brian Cranston things. Yeah. And David Strathairn is, is amazing. I loved a lot of that film. I didn't love all of it. Right. I loved all of this film. Okay. This is 100% a four for me. This is I would, I'd see it on a IMAX again yes. tomorrow. Yes. I would I would also love to see it at the downtown IMAX. Yes. I would love to see it on the 100-foot on screen. The legit IMAX. And if you think that's an investment, you think the movie is an investment, go watch one of those IMAX movies. You're paying for the Tennessee Aquarium to stay open. Um, yeah, I am right there with you. <laughs> yeah. This is 100% a four. This could very well be... My top movie of the year. Okay. And you've seen I, probably what, 50, 75 movies this year, maybe? Way less than you. Okay. So, no, not that many. <laughs> but uh, comparing it to all the stuff I've been watching on streaming, this is one. First off, I keep talking about this is one of the most beautifully crafted films I have seen in such a long time. Um, and so just watching it and seeing you can tell that everyone that was involved in this movie from the guy running the camera to the sound to the music when it was there to the acting to the costumes to the subtitles to to everything everything was like a master class on how to build a movie that proves that the Hollywood big budget formula is not the only formula. You don't need to splash it up with gratuitous violence, which, believe it or not, we don't see a lot of blood and guts in this. Yeah. You don't need to splash it up with crazy music or crazy CGI, because that, like you said, smaller budget than you expected it to be. Yep. And Story counts. And make it make it shocking by making things unexpected. instead, Not, not like in a um, jump scare kind of way, Instead of a you have invested, you have lost your investment kind of way. That is, mm, it is so good. The story, this is the best Godzilla movie ever made. This is the best written. This is the best story. This is the first Godzilla movie as a kid who grew up loving, loving the Toho Godzilla movies. Because I love the rubber suit Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. all that stuff. I love Godzilla versus King Kong. I love Godzilla versus uh, Mothra. All of them. I had them all on VHS. Those were fun and of their time. This movie was exceptional. It, it is such a good story. And the characters are so relatable and earnest and honest and... And humble. And humble and flawed. And, and broken. Yeah. There, is, there are no superheroes Mm-mm. in any way, shape, or form in this movie. And are there a couple twists that are kind of convenient? Sure. Who cares? They earned them. They earned them. And so 100% a four for me as well. Um, gosh, I love these podcasts where we agree on everything. <laughs> no, I know. Hey, where do you go from here, Damien? What, what, you've done Godzilla. There's, there's going to be more. We're sure. Toho, this is like their cash cow. What happens here? Does a director step in? Like, wh- who's going to take over Nick Saban when Alabama finally lets him go? Like, it's like uh, the worst job ever, right? And well, he's top hopefully, this. hopefully they just shut down their football program. Um, Thank you, Damien. I knew we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, hopefully they go to – they become a big soccer school. Um, ben, I, I think the best part about this movie is that while it very much could – be part of a larger environment i think the thing that makes it work so well is that it stands on its own two feet yes there will be sequels i can't imagine a sequel topping this that's the problem that's like like you said the dark knight analogy yeah like you're not you're just you're just not yeah and that's okay maybe that's okay don't try to carbon copy it. Please yeah. don't try to carbon copy it. You know, you might be able to get a Heath Ledger experience that makes a sequel, you know, elevate in that way. But the movie as a whole is not really that good when Heath Ledger's not in the film. 
It's just okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Got, it's got good stuff in it. There's good yeah. action. But yeah, Heath Ledger is the one that makes you go, holy crap, I'm yeah. watching magic right now. Whereas this whole movie is the Heath Ledger experience. Everyone, no one has to be amazing. Everything just has, to, everyone had to care about what was being made. And it just comes through the screen so clearly. So yeah, there'll be a sequel. Toho will do things. Maybe there'll be a Mothra minus one. Maybe there'll be a, I don't know, Mecha Godzilla minus one. There, there is a piece of historical drama that makes this movie also work because we're not Japanese, but we know enough of that history that they, oh, and this is America's favorite thing. They didn't over explain anything. No, they didn't need to. They didn't need it's to. It's like, well, we know how this ended. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of, but you darn well tooting in an American film, there will be way more than one newsreel just yes, all yeah, over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, America's on the march, you know, and that's completely unnecessary. This movie 100% said, I'm pretty sure you're aware that World War II happened. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the casualties of this because the decision makers that made World War II happen and, you know, their side not doing so great at the end was not the fault of most people living right. in Japan. Exactly. Um, You know, that they're following orders in the military or they're just civilians that were just there for the fallout for things. Uh, so yeah. I don't think that I think this is very much uh, magic in a bottle. I am I don't think that there can be successful sequels to this. I hope that I hope that someone can somehow prove me wrong, but I don't think that you can without getting into the supernatural or spiritual. This theater had what ten people in it on a yeah. Saturday here. So granted, it's two days for it's Christmas. It's for Christmas. Yeah, people are out shopping and doing family stuff. Yeah, but this is not going to get the Marvel audiences or money. No, uh, and is it too? Sp- too mature of an action movie like you take the kids to see this they're going to be bored kind of thing oh this is not a take this is very much for the parents yeah yeah. this is not a take your kids movie um you know they will they will probably wake up during the action sequences and maybe remember it but ben there's there were good movies that i watched as a kid that i only remembered bits and pieces of it but those movies i knew were good movies so that when i revisited them later this is a movie that 15 years from now when you revisit it, it's still going to. It's going to hold up. Yeah, yeah. it's going to hold up. There's, to me, there wasn't like the usual action tropes in it too. Like, right. okay, crowd screaming. There's one little girl holding a teddy bear screaming ah, that no one's paying attention to. Right. Like, there's a little bit of like, oh, they're crossing the line here a little bit with maybe touching on a stereotype or crow. But like, like you said, they kind of earned that. Yeah. And didn't bother me. Right. There wasn't like every five minutes I'm seeing a Godzilla trope. Yes. Like a cliche out there. I just. I just liked the ride. I was I was believing it for a Godzilla movie that says a lot, right? Absolutely. I'm believing this. Yes. It's a dinosaur, but I believe it. Cause, so, so amazing. And I like the CGI. I like the fact that I could look into Godzilla's eyes. It wasn't like this blank, like a doll's eyes, right. you know, like Jaws, you know. It had some personality to it. Yeah. Like you could say, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't like those guns. I'm going to bite yeah. your head off now. You could tell he was getting angry. Like you said, he's like a hurricane, but he's not a mindless hurricane. Right. He just, he just This is what he does. He's destroying. He needs to feed. This is my territory. This is my territory. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like li- the fact that he had a little personality there. Yeah. You can tell you get, he gets pissed off. and I just enjoyed it. It's yes. a good ride. So, Ben, since we've we've come to an agreement on that, I want to tell you, I've been having some sort of weird memory problem. I've been having a real problem. Like when I someone asked me what was my favorite movie of the year, yeah. the other day, and I had to scroll through our podcast yeah. titles to even remember <laughs> what all came out this Which year. Which ones did we see? So Ben, what were help? And you might not know the answer to this either. But what were your top three movies this year? Uh, it's, it's hard to think back. We haven't seen that many together. That's okay? true. We haven't That's seen true. many together. We saw the creator together. I think it was the last one we saw. But absolutely, feel free to pick movies that we didn't see together. Okay. So what were your top three? Uh, it's hard to think about it, actually. Yeah, yeah it's it's difficult because I don't know. I, I want to fly a lot, right? So I watched a lot of movies on planes, but those movies could be from any year. Yeah, um, but also when you see a movie that sticks with you, like you know, I remember that we saw Dune. I remember, you know, that was last year. year. I know. I would re- <laughs> exactly, and like, but like, there are movies that are at, as at least as well marketed that we've seen this year that they went in one side of my brain and went right back in the other. Oppenheimer stands okay. out. All Oppenheimer right. stands out. I mean, Christopher Nolan movies itself themselves just stand out for me. They are landmark films. I think yeah. they're incredible. Um, yeah, but like that wasn't Top Gun last year. Top Gun was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbie was this year. We saw Barbie. We did. That's right. Boy, that wasn't a movie for us. Uh, <laughs> it's all about HBO now. Yeah. It made a billion dollars. It's going to be more. Yeah. It did okay. Yeah, Barbie, Barbie, Barbenheimer, right? Yeah, yeah. So 
But it was like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Was that early this year? That was early this year. Okay. And I loved it. You I, did? Yeah. And I watched it again when it came on Disney+. Plus. still holds up. It is it is very much... Uh, you want to see a difference between um, Sean Gunn. Is it Sean Gunn? Yeah. Yeah. Sean Gunn and Taika Waititi both made movies. And Sean Gunn knew while he was making it. First off, he was fired from it. And they got back. back to, if there was ever anybody who could just phone it in, yeah. it was Sean Gunn. He could have phoned in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He was more than happy to make that movie about how much he hates Disney and Marvel by having them basically be represented by the main bad guy in the theater with intellectual property rights. But he didn't phone it in. He made a great movie. Taika Waititi, on the other hand. Boy, that was a comedy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Was it? I don't remember laughing that much. I know it was meant to be. The Screaming Goats. Yeah. Uh, there were, yeah, those were the, the fun top. things. But, like, I look back, I am ashamed of the Damien that gave that movie as high a rating as I did. Like, <laughs> I watched it again, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> um, Taika Waititi phoned it in. And he very much did not want to be a part of it. And so, yes. I will say Guardians of the Galaxy 3 did hold up. It was the best Marvel property I've seen this year. Lord knows uh, we've seen the Marvels, and I watched Secret Invasion. I didn't watch I watched, the Marvels. Did you watch it? Yeah, and it took my mom. Okay. She enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Enough watched, said. <laughs> uh, Loki Season 2 was fine. It wasn't as, as big as Loki Season 1 with me. Uh, what If just started on Friday, uh, Season 2. Um, it's good, because I'll watch anything with Karen Gillan in it, even if it's just her voice. Um the Silo was great. I think the series on the oh, the pe- Silo was so good. It's on, so good. On Apple Apple TV, amazing show. I'm waiting for yeah. Severance to come back. Apple yeah. TV Plus is kind of killing it with series these days. They're also Foundation the best, was good. They're the best source for science fiction. Yeah. Um, hilariously, I keep going to Paramount Plus and going, oh yeah, I have a subscription to this, and they have like <laughs> some of the best stuff I'm watching. Like, uh, do not, I cannot stress this enough. Do not watch South Park not suitable for children with your children it is in the title it is not suitable for children if you want to see randy marsh's junk for up to 30 minutes oh my gosh then this is the movie for you it does a great job of lampooning current culture and uh, the logan paul and everything but everything that makes south park good is in this do not watch it with your children (laughs) do not watch it with your children do not watch it oh my gosh yeah but um yeah it's Apple t- Apple TV Plus, like you said, uh, was the Super Mario movie this year? Super Mario was this year. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I watched about half an hour of it. Yeah, um, it is a kids movie. It is, is a, a kids, kids movie, movie. and it, yeah. it's an actual kids movie. It's unashamed. They they never they and, and no part of the advertising for that movie did they say, "Ha Here's the adult version of Super Mario. It's really going to connect with you, 1985 original Super Mario player." Yeah. That's, we're not going to mind your nostalgia. You know what else came out this year? Hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, bum, bum. it sure did. It sure did. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. I didn't love it, but it was sure fun, and boy, it wasn't Crystal Skull. Very true. Yes. Yeah, if you set the bar low enough, you can achieve anything. There you anything. go. There you Very go. True. As my friend Alex says, well, I didn't hate it. You know? <laughs> Shout out to Alex, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, so there were some movies this year, folks. Next year, we'll have more movies. We Next year, we'll have, have Dune 2. We'll we, have- we did have a bit of an actor and writer strike in the middle of this year yeah. that did create a bit of a black hole. Of they didn't promote movies when they did come out during that, and so it made it easy for us to kind of lose track of it. We but, haven't seen Wonka. Wonka's out. Uh, yeah, no. We haven't. No, one that's okay. This is probably overly preachy. We saw a trailer for ISS, yes. International Space Station, the Russia. Oh well, America. this is coming right on the heels of. Did you see that uh, Civil War trailer for the Nick? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. So. Apparently, we're at that point in time now, which, of course, 2024 would be when I would expect for this all to Stranger happen. Stranger than fiction, Damien. Oh, yeah. man. Propaganda. Is Propaganda. Just well, that, like, what was the one with uh, Leo DiCaprio came out a couple years ago? Oh, don't look up. Don't look up. Boy, that was a COVID was it, thing. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, hey, Ben, was don't look up preachy? <laughs> it was a little it bit. Was a little but preachy. it was so funny. Yeah, it was good. I didn't it care. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, 2024, hopefully we don't have any more strikes that, that kind of make make bumps in the night. Um, I still am going to encourage Ben to check out this travel thing that I'm suggesting to him. He's you know, he's fresh uh, fresh on it. So, uh, Got to get a passport first. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, I have a passport that I still haven't used. I have... <laughs> 
and I'm taking two weeks off, and I'm staying home. You I've were, got to figure out what my problem is. You were going to go to Canada, as I recall. I was going to go to Canada, and then uh, Mandy got a new job. Yeah. And so okay. I've got to give her some time to build up uh, build up time, because I don't want to go to Canada by myself. That would that would suck. Um, and also, uh, I've been waiting for it to get uh, brutally cold. I love going to... Yes. I, I want to go to Chicago in February. I want to yes. go when it's negative 10 with a wind chill of negative 30, because I hate sharing my vacation with go tourists. To, go to Jackson Hole, man. You're in Teton up there. Like There's so few people walking around, and it's yeah. snowy. There's elk. Oh, There's yeah. moose, and it's just yeah. beautiful and cold. Local man, Damian Power, killed by elk. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> You're taller than most moose. You're fine. No, I'm not. <laughs> I know. I'm That's what's crazy, right? <laughs> moose are like seven and a half feet tall. They're, with their antlers, it's nine yeah, feet. Yeah, and they're they're just as wide sometimes. Yeah, they um, are, and they're not they're not unfriendly, but they ain't bright. And so they don't have to want to kill you to kill you. They no. just have to accidentally kill you. Yeah, there's more moose than <laughs> I think there's more moose than people in Lapland, northern Finland, uh, to the point where the but their DMV over there. Part of the training is what to do when a moose when a moose yes. goes through your windshield. Yes, basically you dive into the passenger seat because hashtag hooves. Yes, they go they smash through. So uh, no moose around here in Eastridge. No, no moose here. No, nope. no, none here. No, no, just the just the uh, southeast Tennessee crackhead. Just go over there and. Uh, Oh, give him a little oh, light. Yeah, don't you know. <laughs> this is divulged so, into something strange. Yeah, we well, that's that is why <laughs> our wonderful listeners are listening to us is that we are something strange. And well, listeners, yeah, for this year in, and it's possible we'll cram another movie in. Uh, every time we promise we're going to do something, we're, we're not. So I'm just going to say there's no way we're seeing another movie this year because uh, New Year's is right around the corner. Uh, that so way, is your birthday. So is my birthday. It's 43. It's not a number that matters. <laughs> Last really, year, 42. 42 is great because yes. Douglas Adams helped me understand the importance of 42. The meaning of life. 43, yeah. literally, uh, outside of Richard Petty, name another important 43. Richard Petty. <laughs> 40, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, 42 was also the number Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Like, There's a lot of important 42. Yeah, yeah. 44. 43 is the... The King and STP Motor Oil. You know, eh, who cares? I think uh, also New Year's Eve this year is one two three one two three. 1231. Yes, very true. Ha, ha, ha. I'm, I'm also super happy that both Christmas and New Year's fall on a Monday, the worst days to put holidays. Yeah. After I swear every every holiday this year fell on a Monday. I don't know what it is, but it just screws up your whole week. Give me a Friday. <laughs> I love for my three day weekends to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and not Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Because at least here in the South, Sunday's kind of a bunt of a town because things close early. Yeah. And so it's like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> it got, sucks. You got computer games. But I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. By the way, video game of the year, definitely Baldur's Gate 3. Deserve that win. Best written game. Best game. It's the first game that has brought me joy in years. So anyways. What was the game that was right when COVID happened? Animal something? Animal Crossing. Is that still a thing? Um, to some people, particularly my mother. Um, I bought her Animal Crossing. Uh, for Christmas in 2020. Yep. And <laughs> good. She has not missed a day. Wow. It's her thing. It's her thing. That's it, great. She, gets to, she has her little town. She keeps up all the flowers. She does chores. She talks to everybody. She before she logs out, she puts her person to sleep. She absolutely. It is this generation's The Sims, and yes, I, I was going to say it that, sounds like that. Yeah. I recognize that The Sims still exists, but The Sims have become. Way too complicated. It's not. It, the beautiful part is that Animal Crossing is you literally can just go in and pick it up, and you don't have to know how to play video games to to enjoy this game. She has been playing it for three years straight, and uh, you know, good for good for, good for her. Um, yeah. So big year for that. Uh, for for Baldur's Gate three, also won uh, video game of the year from an actual award show, uh, and it was very controversial, but. Um, yeah, if you guys are looking for a game, give that a shot. Uh, ben, I'm getting a little hungry, bud. Are you getting hungry? I could use something, yeah. Well, let's wrap this up. Listeners, happy New Year. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, if that's your thing. Uh, Merry Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Um, Merry New Year. Merry New Year. Merry Happy Christmas. Uh, happy Crisis. Um, you know, it's all, all of those things and above. 
If there's anything you're looking forward to us doing in 2024, please let us know at alansmithyfilmreview.com or, more importantly, on our Facebook, Alan Smithy Film Review. We apologize for the big gaps in between episodes, but hey, you've been with us since 2016. Since July of 16, yeah. You know what you're getting into. We were, and, we were uh, both in our 30s back then. We appreciate you very much riding along with us so please hang hang out with us we're going to go into 2024 and there's going to be even more alan smithy goodness it's a leap year we get an extra day very true we've got to figure out we gotta go see a movie on the 29th we just <laughs> don't, i don't care what day of the week that falls on let's go see a movie on the 29th uh again alan smithy film review tell all your friends uh to subscribe on apple Podcasts or google Podcasts or spotify or wherever fine podcasts are found and uh, coming to you from, the, again, the F-150 Studios in East Ridge, I'm Damien. And I'm Ben. And we'll catch you guys Arr. next time. Arr. Bye. Arr. Arr. Christmas. Arr.